gun line, gun line, gun line. Got a fire mission coming down. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast. Shoot the shit with my boy, Chewy Reyes over here. Uh, I go back with this cat, shit, back to 2011 when I got to Fort Carson, Colorado in good old 277FA. Um, he was one of my Joes there. I think uh, he might have been the ATC at the time. I don't know. All I know is that I would not have been able to fucking certify as a fucking chief without this motherfucker's uh, knowledge on the howitzer, as well as fucking the knowledge of the Mike Golf. Because, <laughs> damn, we would have been all fucking discombobulated. With that being said, go on and pop a squad because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now. What's going on, Reyes? Hey, what's up, man? So, you know, it's just another day. Uh, just another day, man. I, you know, I got a different purpose these days. So I'm just trying to step it through. And, uh, you know, I really, I think everything's coming to focus for me as I got an older, you know, I was, I was definitely, uh, I don't think I was focused when I should have been focused like younger, but now it's like a lot of things are coming in perspective. And I think if you were to talk to me now, I will, I will, I'm not the same as far as how I move, how I do things, how I take care of things, what my priorities are as I was. I mean, back in the day, I mean, really, it's just, you know what I mean? But that comes with growth, and I would expect that from anybody. Exactly, dude. I mean, it wouldn't be life if we didn't fucking learn from our, I don't want to say mistakes or opportunities, but if we didn't learn from our past. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for yeah. those that don't know you, man, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, brother? What's your story? Uh, so I grew up in uh, San Fernando Valley, 818. And, uh, you know, I'm Mexican, so like my parents were Mexican and everything. And I grew up, but, you know, when I grew up in L.A., like I always... I always liked the army stuff. I always liked, uh, I just didn't want to do anything like anything that was like that you have to do every day that's regimented. I mean, the, the military is regimented, but as far as like, I can't see myself going every single day to a job, even now and right. doing the exact same thing. I'm like, yo, that's torture. How do people do this? Even as a kid, I recognized that. Right. Now you say in the military, you do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, but look how many different things you do in the military, and different experiences and everything in between. And then like, just you live somewhere else. You don't live in the same place where you grew up, like all this stuff. Like, you know, you, so all that played in a part for me. So I always knew like as a kid, like I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to join the military. Like I always loved like the army shit. Like I didn't give a fuck about the Marines. Any army was like, when I thought about the military, it was army. Oh no. You shit. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, did you have any uh, brothers or family members in the military before you joined? Uh, yeah, like, um, my cousin, uh, he was in the Marines. Um, oh yeah. And then another family friend, he's actually a captain or he's a major now, um, down at, uh, Fort Hood. And, uh, so yeah, I did. And I see, I would see him from time to time, you know, so I thought it was always cool, but like to me in my head, I knew I just wanted to do something different. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, so you ended up jo uh, going to see your recruiter then, huh? <laughs> yes. How did the local recruiter get to you? Ah, uh, he didn't get to me. I got to him because, like, I was in college. Like, I'm not retired. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people jump, but, like, you know, my, my thing was I just needed to focus on something or do something or whatever. And, and if I like something, it can be harmful. It can be good. It can be whatever. It's really that if I apply myself to something, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, so, <laughs> and I, so it's funny because, like, I was going to, uh, community college and then I was working at a pharmacy but I was also just like going out fucking around you know it's LA like smoking drinking just doing whatever right. and uh 
You know, I got into a field, quite a few things. Uh, you know, you get into trouble, you fuck around. You know, motherfuckers you go to backyard shows. You already know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's what I was doing. I was fucking around. But, I mean, I was still, you know, I was doing good in the classes I was doing. I wasn't doing the best, but I was, I, I was fucking enough to get a fucking degree if I wanted to, you know? Right. So, and then, you know, at that point, there was, like, a certain point where I hit where I'm like, shit ain't fun. And I was only, like, 19. I was like, I don't even want to do this. So... You fucking hit your your plateau pretty quick at a young age of wanting to go out and party like that then. Yeah, sort of. I was done fucking around there. Like doing that kind of shit. I just wanted to get out of it. Okay. So I went in. I actually didn't have a car at the time. Um, or I guess my dad would have let me use the car because I, you know, I might have handed it back a few times and that shit reeked the weed. You know what I mean? Like I used to hot box the car with. So whatever. And uh, so I took the bus to the recruiter, which was like, burnt, I don't know, probably like a half hour bus ride. Mm-hmm. So I get there, boom. But I already like told myself I can't smoke anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this because it got pissed me. Right. So as soon as he, I saw him, he's like, that day, he was like, let's go to a bathroom. I was like, I already knew. Because come on, man. Like, you already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. He's like, hey, go piss right here, right here. And he's like, don't close the door. He's like, I'm not going to look at you, but, you know. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to waste your time and all that shit. And I, and, I, and I, you know what I mean? I wasn't there to waste my time either. So, right. boom, pissed on this shit. He's like, all right. He's like, you know, and the first thing we got to do is, a, you know, a little ASVAB. Uh, right. The pre-test. The, the pre-test. So we did the pre-test. And then, really, I had a bunch of jobs or whatever. But. I didn't want, like, I guess what I wanted to do was something that you still got to do, like, some type of combat, but I didn't want to be, like, infantry, because, like, I know these motherfuckers, like, did a lot of fucking walking, and I was like, I don't know if I'm down for all that. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, maybe, I was like, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to like it or if I'm going to love it. So, at the same time, I was like, let me pick something that I think I'm comfortable with right now, and later on, if I need to, I can move that way. Right. Okay. Right. So we did, did the ass bab. It was quick, man. Within a month, I was out. Damn. Yeah. So. So did they show you a video of field artillery or how did you get? Yeah, that? but that video is like something from the 80s, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, my that 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 chief or whatever right now, he's probably like in his 60s. Like, motherfucker was in Nam, son. <laughs> he's like, we got Charlie, bro. <laughs> Back when the fire base was a fire base, you feel me? <laughs> So <laughs> fire missions and a t-shirt. And- yeah, yeah. That motherfucker's out there right now, son. He's rocking one of these in the backyard type shit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh shit. So- there watching the uh the YouTube. Um he's not watching the YouTube, he just pulled out one of those old school civil <laughs> and shit. That's funny. That's funny. But you know what I mean? Like what I was you- really ex- what's that? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was really excited to do it and then um I did it. And, you know, my biggest thing, too, was like, you know, I fear of the unexpected because, like I said, they were my cousins, but we didn't really talk. So, like, I didn't know anything going into it. My dad told me, too. He was like, you know, he agreed with it, you know, and uh, everybody agreed with it. So I stopped working as soon as I took the ASVAB. Yo, and the funny thing about the ASVAB is that I went to the ASVAB, right? I was like early in the morning. He dropped me off. I remember I was done with that, like in 20, 30 minutes, like fast. God, even the, the guy. The, I remember getting up and telling the guy I'm done. He's like, nah, you're not done, dude. He's like, you're just done with that part. I was like, no, nah, I'm done, done. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. He pulled on my score. He's like, sure enough, you passed. Call your recruiter. Holy. Look, boom. He's like, yo, I'm still at McDonald's. Like, you know, because, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm done. He's like, 
right, give me a minute. So it took him like an hour. I don't know what he was. <laughs> what was your GT score? Uh, probably like a hundred and something. Oh for no! Real. Yeah. A little smart ass, damn. Nah, but it wasn't like. You know what, though? I had taken my own initiative and actually got in a book from the library. Actually, my older brother told me to go do that. He was in the military, but he was like, yo, go do this because I've oh, I've talked to Yeah, so he put me on. You know what I mean? Like, because I wouldn't have known myself. Not that the recruiter told me after, but I was already looking at a book. I knew I had to freshen up on this, that, and this. But um, I think I could have done better, but math has never been my strong point. But, like, speaking and learning and understanding, you know, what you're reading was always – I never really struggled with that. Right. Damn, that's so. So, what did you think of the environment when you finally got to Fort Sill, Oklahoma? What year did you go in? Uh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So, what did you think when you first got to Fort Sill? Like, um, was it still OSUT, or did you have two different? It was nah, like- it was it was two different, but I think it had just changed or something because like they would still talk you to hear them talk, and I didn't know what it was, and I didn't ask, you know, because. <laughs> but it the the environment was different because like. You know, you we got in there, and I remember, like, you know, they put you in these, like, bunk, this big old bays, right, with people from everywhere, right? And it's all Jews, a bunch of ghetto motherfuckers. And we go into the bathroom, whatever, and I'm shaving my head, like, blah, blah, blah. And some dudes start getting into it or whatever. And, like, you know, some black and white dudes and some other Hispanic foods and, like, and whatever, whatever. And I remember, like, I'm just, I, you know... I joined the army for a reason. So like, as I joined the army, I, you know, it was like a, a thing to myself, like, yo, I refuse to get in a fight. Like, right. You know, I, I just, I don't care, man. Like I'll walk away. Yeah. Whatever. I'm a pussy dog. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like if we're back on the block, like, you know, it'd be a whole different, but that's not what I joined for. So like, you know, they started scrapping, pop, pop, pop. Some food got really fucked up. I remember that. Uh, one of the black foods and one of the white foods got really fucked up. They had to come in and like it was like that's the first time I like that for every first night I seen MPs all that shit like you know what I mean so I was like yo this shit's wild right here but I don't want any I don't want anything to do with it so I just kept with the program and then did my thing and it was like a culture shock but I was also at the same time trying to it was like overwhelming because you're trying to learn so many things you don't know it right. you know what I mean so <clears throat> but I, I I liked it like I think the most challenging part was just like getting used to being so active i don't know how active it is now but to me it was like yo we're constantly fucking moving right so Dude, fucking waking up at 4 30 in the morning having to go get everything yeah. done fucking brushing your teeth real quick go out yeah. fuck that and then hoping that you lock your fucking um your your wall locker. Your wall locker yeah hey they, yo luckily they never got me i was at least i've always been like regimented to where like i got the basics down always no matter what i do so they can never fuck with me Dude, I, that was always my shit. I fucked up once and I left my shit unsecure. All I remember we were in fucking formation. It was um after PT formation. They were going to chow. And I just started seeing shit flying out with a window. And <laughs> the windows. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. my fucking, that's my shit. Sure enough, yeah. uh, all my shit was fucking thrown out of the goddamn window. Had to go pick it up, refold that shit, put it back. You know how you had to fucking display? Yeah. Fucking drill sergeants, man. Bruh. And then there was this one dude named Vansicle, right? And I remember this motherfucker to this day, ghetto as fuck, white, right? From like, who knows where the fuck. This motherfucker grew up like in a meth house. <laughs> he went through the gas chamber, dog, and walked in and walked out like nothing. And was like, whatever. What the fuck? That's for real. Only one person. Every other, Joe Sarnes were tripping. I remember, like, they were like, what? Right. So this dude, 
he slept on the top bunk across from me and I would like I see him you know I know what motherfuckers like I'm just naturally aware of my surroundings you know yeah. so he, <laughs> and I'm like all right I'm like yo you see me one day and I'm like he's like you want I'm like nah the fuck I had peanut butters all this shit people coming to him you know how you can get your little money or whatever <laughs> slanging them in that motherfucker yeah that motherfucker that shit was so funny. funny I always found a huskle yeah like that shit was so funny man I remember all these things now um but you know basic was basic but it was funny at the same time and uh you know I, I really felt like I accomplished something getting out of it now, did you do basic in Fort Sill or did you do it somewhere? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, I went Fort Sill and then they, yo, it was funny because my family went to graduation, right? And they're from California. Everybody went. My mom, my dad, my brothers. Damn. And uh, yeah, right. And uh, so they, <laughs> they went, right? And uh, we get done with graduation. I got my bags and shit. And they're like, and they're like, oh, you think this shit's over? You think this shit? They start smoking this and like all the families are watching. Yeah. And then they march us two long ass blocks to AIT, bro. <laughs> sweaty whatever like bro <laughs> so we get there right yeah they hand us over whatever they smoke us one more time they hand us over and they're like all right who's got their family here boom we get separated by that there was only like a handful and they're like okay they're like hey you can sign a 72 hour pass for this whole weekend because it's like we graduated on thursday you come back sunday sunday evening okay and i was like oh okay well my parents were like hey we can stay till saturday evening but then we gotta go and i was like yeah no no i, I was like you guys can leave now if you had like because you know it's a long trip right so they stayed and i really enjoyed that and then yeah sunday i was just on my own man and then ait and then uh, i mean you know ait short and then as soon as i got done with that i was at carson see i i don't know about ait being short for us it was just all one fucking <laughs> one long ass AIT. bro <laughs> when we finished uh the basic portion yeah our, i think we did our 20k that day and then we, they marched us, they threw fucking uh, smoke grenades, and then they lined us up and they gave us a little dog tag with the army values on it. And yeah, yeah. That was it. Then they were like, all right, y'all soldiers now. Then we marched back to the barracks and uh, we're like, now what? Drills on were like, ain't nothing changed, privates. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. <laughs> motherfucker's still here. We're still here. <laughs> Only thing that's changing is that you're gonna be learning how to do your job. That was it, bro. From there, every morning we'll walk while well, we do our PT. And then instead of going to regular classes, we go to the AIT side or to the, you know, to, I think it was Deuce Deuce. We'd go over there and fucking um, train, train how to set up the collimator, you know, train how to fucking look through the site. Dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. It was just one long fucking party, I guess you could say. Our drill sergeant <laughs> Always there just talking shit. They will make bets on us who could set up the collimator faster, uh, who could fucking run the poles fast. All we were for them were fucking entertainment, man. Yeah. They'll smoke the shit out of us. And then, of course, the Joes that were already there, the, the real soldiers, they would just have us do their bitch work. You know, like, oh, okay, unroll that net, roll it back up, make it tight. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. And then from there, we yeah. And then we go to classes to learn to fucking shelf use combinations and shit like that. But all at that time, they just wanted bodies in and out. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, a quick class and shit. And then we go learn how to shoot the rounds, load fire clear, and then that was it, dude. Next thing I know, I'm in fucking Fort Hood. So you went straight to Fort Carson after graduation. Yeah. All right. So no, actually, I I went back to go do at home recruiting. Two free weeks. Two free we. Uh... I mean, two weeks for free at least. Yeah. 
plus yeah. like uh, another week or two or whatever that I had. <clears throat> and then I went to car and said, yeah. Bro, let me tell you a story you just reminded me of. Um, my drill sergeant at the time, drill sergeant Cabrera, like, hey, Lopez, New Yorker. He was from fucking like either the Bronx or Brooklyn, straight Puerto Rican, you know what I mean? New Yorkican. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Lopez. So I had you going uh, to HREP to go do, you know, the hometown recruiting thing. But one of your battles fucked you because he's dating uh, some colonel's daughter. So sorry, I got to do this to you, private. Dude, he ripped that shit right in front of my face, bro. I was like, <laughs> fuck. And Powell, if you ever watched this shit, I know it was you, guy. I know it was you that put, called that favor in from your fucking wife or girlfriend from retired <laughs> colonel. And that's why Moore ended up fucking that bitch. And you were all sprung on her, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I'm on. Yeah, no, 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 no. But there's more to that. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, man, that brings you to being at Carson and wild times there. I, uh, dude, yeah, when you got to, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you did your H Town, your hometown recruiting. Yeah. Um, so that was just you fucking showing off in your uniform. You're from Silmar, yeah. right? Or around that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Alyssa, how did your family or your friends look at you when you got back home and you were in university? See, I had already ta stopped talking to a lot of people. So, like, the people that I talked to were my cool friends. Like, uh, I had two solid friends. Well, there were three, right? That were dudes. I talked to them and my family. And I, decided, I kept it like that. You know what I mean? And then I had a bunch of homegirls, you know? Uh, so, shit continued, man. I got home on a trap and I was just fucking, like, I mean, you know? Okay. So, I was, I was enjoying it because, like, yeah. Because... I'm back, like, it's different, like, we're just whatever, whatever, and then leave when came and went like that, you know, I spent a lot of time with family, and then, boom, I show up back to, and then, you know, my family was really proud of my dad and my mom, and right. brother, so. so then, boom, I show up to Carson, and now I'm at Carson, so I get there, and it was a little different, uh, who's my official one? Yo, I had, uh, they put me with some weirdo dudes from a different battery, HHB or some shit. And I told my chief at the time, Smith Montreal, I was like, yo, that's just mad weird. Like, I don't want to be there. Like, I should be somebody with my own battery. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to stay there. So he went and talked to whoever he had to talk to. And they put me in <clears throat> with Razone. Okay. You remember Razone? Yeah. I, I, that name sounds very familiar. <laughs> all right well they put me with that motherfucker and me and him were cool you know we just chilling and whatever and then eventually i got tinnery and then um and then after that i kind of just like will stay mostly off the barracks and then you know fucking around and then yeah but i mean carson was cool man uh you know when i got there it was definitely different you get there and you're like bro you know i, I was never in the best shape but like god damn Bro, who you yeah. telling? <laughs> I couldn't you know run I mean? already, and I remember fucking running the first time we went on a battery run, or it was a, some run, Lieutenant Stave looking back at me with the other LTs, like, who's that new staff sergeant? I'm like, hey, sir, turn around. Don't worry about me. I was fucking dying a quarter of a mile. Away. <laughs> I couldn't breathe with the shit. Nah, neither could I. I always sucked at running. I think it was until we went on our first deployment and I came back and I had been running all deployments. So, like, I was good. So but how soon after that you got to Carson um, did you go on your deployment? I got to Carson. Let me see. You. Probably August sometime, 2008. 
So like how, how long after you graduated from like how oh, long? Less, than, less than a year, uh, probably like 10 months, 11 months. And then you went off to uh, Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went and we were at uh, uh, Cobb Gosta Garcia. So we were there. Um, and we were shooting. We didn't shoot shit, really. We were mostly we shot at loom rounds. That first one? Yeah. Not Nothing, really. We shot some loom rounds. Uh, shot a lot of direct fire calibrating. Why the fuck we were calibrating the fuck out of some rounds? <laughs> for no fucking reason. Oh, because you got to... <laughs> rounds we got it's just about the budget man it's all about the money yeah i get it but that's you <laughs> i was so sick of it and they're like you gotta certify and all this i'm like bro i'm like dog whatever man so he's just playing the funk but for precursor to that before getting yeah. ready to deploy right i got this story Go ahead, man. so you know i uh where did we meet this shit? Anyway, we, we we go to somebody's apartment or whatever. I lived off post. And then there was these chicks there, whatever, whatever. With always these two girls that came in together. And my friend was talking to one of them. And I was talking to the other. So we're talking, you know. And uh, the other one was a redhead. And her name was Amanda. And she's from Michigan. And uh, so we're talking, whatever, whatever. So we, you know, we're, I don't know what happened that night. But anyway, we start fucking or whatever. Right. And I'm like, yo, how are you here? Like, I'm confused. Like, you know, because she'll come see me in the barracks, whatever. Right. And she's like, oh, my brother, whatever, whatever. She had a banging story because I was like, damn, that it all made sense. Like, there was no, no skipping the stride. And I was like, okay, cool. She used to come scoop me up. She come fuck, leave, whatever, bring me food. And I was like, hell yeah, you know what I mean? What, what, fuck, I live in the barracks. Like, what more do you want? Right, right. Boom, boom, boom. Right. <laughs> so all this, and then like. After a while, like probably three, four months, like, I don't know, like we just kind of like we'll talk here and there and like less and less frequent. Right. Anyway, I'm with one of the guys, one of my guys. And then we're at the with the food court right there in PX. Right. <laughs> and we knew a, a flat, a, uh, some unit had just come back from deployment. Oh, so me and him are in front of Charlie's and we're just like, it's on a weekend and we're waiting for our food. And then. My boy's just like, right? And I'm like, what, bro? What, motherfucker? Like, I'm, I'm waiting for my, like, I'm about to order. And he's like, yo, yo, you got to see this. And I looked left, bro. And it's her with her husband. <laughs> with her husband holding hands, ring on, everything. Like, you know, he just got back, got the IR, got all that shit. And I'm like, oh. So I see her and she sees me and does one of these, like, <laughs> and she's walking and like he kind of caught it kind of looked but like couldn't put two and two together oh bro wow. yeah so like you know what i mean i was like damn for real like i had no idea like no clue but you were jody without even knowing you were jody yeah yeah because their story was that good fucking hey yeah bro was he let me guess was he a specialist yeah he was he was an arms room dude for whoever he was with Wow, dude, that's yeah, up. yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. We never really talked. Actually, she did hit me up like one time, but I was like, nah, like that. I can't. Like that's fucked up. Like, right? I mean, so. dude. I mean, you could have been a dick and been like, hey, bro. I hate to tell you this, I didn't <laughs> know about y'all. Nah, because that would have been instant conflict. Come on. Yeah. Dude, that's some dirty <laughs> shit. <though. laughs> so all that, whatever. Um, the night, the night before we deploy, again, one of my homeboys, uh, 
it's some chick comes, brings her friend because she's gonna fuck him before we, we leave, right? So I'm talking to her friend and whatever, whatever. And I convinced, <laughs> I didn't convince, but I was like, yo, I'm leaving too. Like, what's up? And she's like, she's like, only because you're leaving. So <laughs> and then uh, and that was it. And then we're off to deployment and me and that was itinerary. So me and that dude, we just, you know. Oh, wait, y'all both smashed the same one? No, 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 no. He's fucking this girl. Me and her friend are out on the balcony chilling. Yeah, yeah. Having a drink. And I was just like, well, I'm leaving too. She's like, well, she just kind of thinks that she's like, well, fuck it. You're leaving anyway. So right. I was like, hey. And then, uh, I kinda, you know, so it was a win-win. Yeah. And there's me and Tenery. We went on the same deployment. And then, uh, you know, that deployment was, it was good. I mean, we, you know, uh, we probably had some drinks during that deployment and shit. So we was chilling, you know, some people got in fights because, you know, or some motherfuckers just we've I don't think I've ever liked and, and not necessarily we we kind of got into it, but then somebody else got into it with them and they fought and then the next deployment I fought that dude. Um, you know, so on the gun line, there's bad blood that needs to get fucking washed out. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. And Topo, if you're out there, I still don't fucking like you. So you know what I mean? I remember yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're still a faggot to me i'm gonna fuck how many deployments did you do total two, two? okay so the yeah. second was when we went out this last time in 2000 yeah 2012 yeah, yeah. damn so you had a lot of call time in between then because if you went in 08 then no, no 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 i i i didn't i didn't deploy till 2009 i got back in 2010 and then we deployed in 2012. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so then we deployed, um, and we were at, uh, damn, I can't even remember what five, but the week prior to us getting there, there has been a V-bit at the, at the gate. Okay. And then, so we were there while we are there. I think we were only there for, like, less than a month. We, we shot, like, some alums or whatever, and then we got hit once. Hmm? Y'all at Shinwar first, and then you know what we are. We were at Shinwar, yeah. Then we get then then three two nine got fucked up, yeah. And we 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 uh we sling loaded the howitzer. We anyway we took off that night. Uh, we dropped the howitzer off at Bostic. Okay. And and then we got dropped off at uh Tor uh not Torquemada. Um, fuck. Fort. It was like it sounds like a fort. Some shit. Um. Mm. Well, the only ones that I knew out there in RC East, I remember was uh, you had Hunter Comerical, you had fucking uh, Joyce, Metterlom, uh, Jaff, uh, fucking Boston. Nah, it, but Boston. it was right. It was but, right by Joyce, actually, right by Joyce. Um, and uh, goddamn, what do they call it? For some anyway, it dude, that place, fuck, they were getting rockets, right? Actually, a few days prior to us even getting there, because they were from three two nine two, they get their howitzer got hit by a mortar. Oh shit! So they popped the tire, all that shit. A bunch of guys got purple hearts. They got scrap metal, all that. So like, we got there. We were only there probably like two three weeks, and then we moved up to Joyce. Okay. And we started and we shot at Joyce all the time. Right. Yeah. You were at Joyce then. Yeah, I was at Joyce. Okay. Okay. So you were at Joyce. Who was your chief? Armstrong. Oh, dale. Okay. Yeah, because it was it was uh, it was Abelos, Armstrong, Jones, 
Um, the damn. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. He's a first time right now. Um, what's that? Fonzie? Yeah, and uh, damn, I can't remember Smoke's name. Um, it wasn't Simon. Nah, hell no. Nah. Fuck that, dude, too. Hey, if you're out there, yeah, fuck you, too. But um, let's see. Nah, I can't remember his name, man. Hmm. Shit. Uh, anyway, but man, I being with the. Nah, 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 nah. He's black. Fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Huh? No. Black? Yeah. Bald? That narrows it down. <laughs> nah, God damn, bro. Because, nah, he was chill because I've talked to him recently. He's smart. Fuck, I just can't remember right now. But it was legit, though, because, like, it was all of us, and, and it was cool, man. I I, I, I fuck with it, you know. Um, it was it was a good, good group of guys, you know. So we shot a lot, and then uh, yeah, it was it was just fucking it is what it is, man. I mean, I don't know. I think sleeping like our shift was like from twelve midnight to twelve during the day, and then did you have uh, one gun? Huh? Yeah, two two guns or one gun? Two guns. Okay. Yeah, and then but during the day when it was time for us to like you know by the time we get off shift go shot eat shower workout all that shit by the time you're trying to bed down, bro, we'd be getting hit. So, like, you're just sitting there, like. Well, all that training <laughs> calibration helped y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. Dude. Nah, so, you know, there was that. I mean, but there was definitely a lot of learning. A lot of, you know, a lot of the guys were good guys, and I wish them the best wherever they're at now. Right um, and it was a good group of dudes. I mean, all of them, including Tobo. Uh, so, I mean, you know. It's a trip, dude. Like, I mean, that could think of on my hand how many dudes that I really dislike from my deployments versus how many, you know, we may not have gotten the best along together, but I still love those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? But then you have yeah. those that they could go suck a fat dick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But now nah, for the most part, you know, if, if like, I don't, I don't know. If I don't like it, it's just on some different shit, but like, I don't mean, I don't wish you no ill will or anything. I don't ever, you know what I mean? I but <laughs> but Topo can get these hands again. Ask Avalos. <laughs> well, all that shit went down, right? It was already boiling over. Like, it was getting to that point. Yeah. And I just, it just happened in the connects. You know, that's just happening where we are. The Joes were outside, and it just it is what it is. I mean, Dude, I mean, know. what's crazy is I know that, like, when, when I took over the section, um, uh, yeah, let's back up. Let's get to that because, like, we kind of jumped. Oh, that's yeah, you were my oh, bro. That's the way it goes. I mean, yeah, now nah, you were my chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and you know what? I think if we would have left as a, as if we would have stayed as a section, bro, fuck, man, I think we would have just been murking that shit out there because we had a solid fucking come on. We had you, we had Rudy, we had fucking McFadden. We had my Dave Davis was down to do whatever the fuck needed to be done. Yeah, I got you, Chief. One hundred, you got my reference the other day. And you know, we had Miller. Miller was cool too. Dude, Miller was good with that fucking two forty. But yeah, we also had a ninja in our fucking section. <laughs> Yo, we used to hype Nichols up all the time. Be like Nichols, how'd you win the bout, bro? Do the thing, and he would start like back, 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 back. He's a fucking, is a fucking hidden dragon watching porn under the table type dude. Remember? 
was retarded, dude. Yo, that shit was so wild. Remember this motherfucker pulled out his sack because nobody believed him that he had a third ball. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit was wild. Yeah. That guy was on one. Because I, I, yeah. I took the section away. Um, You guys had Hanson. And then Hanson, I think, moved somewhere else. Uh, he got promoted. Gunny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Gunny, and so I took over Hanson's section. And I'm thank the Lord that I never had Haskell work for me. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Woo! I don't know where he's at now, but he's like the poster boy for fucking Marlboro Reds out there somewhere. <laughs> Yo, that motherfucker, I don't know if you remember, he had such chapped lips and cracked lips. Who knows what the fuck he was doing? But I remember uh, Hanson used to was telling him, he's like, what the fuck, man? You've been sucking out mufflers or some shit? Bro, I was fucking dying. This motherfucker sucking out mufflers. That's what it looked like. His shit was so busted. Like He's like, and then I remember like, First time they're them telling him, they're like, yo, I'm tired of seeing you every time in front of the battery smoking. Like, they were tired of walking in and just hearing them. So they were like, stop fucking smoking. <laughs> like, my old lady, um, the first time she came in through the gate, she recognized oh, no. because <laughs> she gives the ID, right? And it says Lopez, right? And like, uh, are you a, a Staff Sergeant Lopez's wife? She's like, yeah, like, he's my chief. No, oh my God. My old lady comes and tells me about him. I had not met <laughs> this motherfucker yet, dude. Yeah, she, 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 she was like yeah. a little bit off, man. He's, yo, yo, she was like, damn, you got this. You, 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 you got the, you got the cream of the crop there. Real, dude. That motherfucker was on point. No, but we had a solid fucking section in all honesty. No, we did. The field, we went to that field that one, uh, that one field problem. Shit, uh, it was me and Lyman were out there firing. I think Ertley was the gunner for uh, Liming, and Velasquez was my gunner. And y'all motherfuckers were firing those rounds like there was. I was just talking with Velasquez about that shit. Like we couldn't even see the fucking collimator clearly, man. <laughs> I remember, yo, you know how I remember that fuel problem. Well, I don't think some people are out yet. That was part of that fuel problem, but there was a fuel problem that I was sleeping and some motherfuckers, since it was just out there, was we was just us out there. We're, some motherfuckers were drinking. <laughs> and they're like, yo, run us back to post to get more. <laughs> I was like, yo, they woke my ass up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Because then I wasn't going to say shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. So they're like, that was the only one that we were like, yo. So we go with boom. I was like, just buy me this shit. Because I wanted like, you know, an energy drink, some snack or whatever. Right. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Boom. And we just drive back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna say any names, but no, yeah, I remember we had a big ass bottle of vodka or some shit. <laughs> I just, dude, we were getting fucked. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the way artillery should be done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby, fucking alcoholic. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking. Yeah, that field problem was the shit, man. I love that shit. I, I actually liked going to the field. Like, you know, it's weird, but as much as um the the field. We complained about it, but that was the best place for us because that's where we belong. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. remember it was shitty and rainy all that fucking time out there too. But oh, yeah, loved it, dude. Except, yeah. Oh god. Well, we I don't. I like meals tasted different. Like just a camaraderie. Like we're just out there. Like ain't no fucking phone. Like we're just chilling. We're just having conversations. Like keeping it moving. And then 
it was just like, yeah. And it felt good to bring it in. Yeah. You know, and then just fucking like, damn, dog. Yeah. I, I remember um uh when we were certifying though that um the Mike Gall came over and I think you were him were tight because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all he cared about was that we fi- we uh fired our simulated rounds because when it came down to the air assault portion, we didn't have shit. We we had the cargo in it. That fit it was laid out on the side. Yeah. And he didn't give a fuck. He was like, all right, you got to go. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I don't know. Nah. Let me just spend it talking with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was cool. Uh, you know, I got along with a lot of people. A lot of people I didn't get along with, it, which is fine with me because, like, at the end of the day, man, I <sighs> give a fuck. But I did get along with a lot of people. And it was like, even, even though I was like, I mean, I was just like, I was going out with some of the gunnies and I was a little ass private, man. Right. But like, I was, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're all, everybody's just kicking it. Here's the thing, though, dude. Like, nowadays, I talk to a couple of my uh, my homies and shit and, um, that are still in, right, that we were with, that I yeah. was with. And they're like, bro, you can't do that anymore because all these motherfuckers are snitching on each other or they're taking video of it and shit like that. And motherfuckers be getting in trouble for that. They don't know how to turn off the light switch of, like... Nah, I was never like... But, like, you know, some shit can... Like, we can do some shit. And it's just, like, you know, where we come from, it's just, like, yo, like... Motherfucker, like, you don't have to be like, bah, 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 bah. Like, it's just whatever, man. Enjoy it. Exactly, dude. Enjoy it. And, um, I mean, shit. There were times, a couple of times, where when I got my section over with Bravo Battery, like, I brought my Joes over there, and we fucking partied all night long drinking. And then Monday, like, nothing happened, you know? And that's the way it was supposed to be, because we're supposed to be a fucking family. We don't yeah. fuck each other. We don't fucking uh, backstab each other. We look out for each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and I remember we actually had a barbecue at your spot. I remember going and the girls dating with that time. We all went. Everybody went. Every I, I remember everybody went and it was chill because like you guys cooked. Yeah, you we fucking ate whatever. We had some drinks and it was chill. But like every chief even before that, we kind of did the same thing. We either go out to eat or some shit or he's like, yo, I'm a cook. Come over this day, day whatever, whatever. Or we go eat somewhere, which... Later on, I seen that happening less and less, and I didn't understand it because, like, that's how the section comes together. Like, you know, we're we're tight. Exactly. It doesn't have to be all work and shit. Your shit looks raggedy and just shitting on a motherfucker. Like, there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? Because that's easy. Anybody can do that. I seen the biggest piece of shit NCOs do that shit, man, and that shit used to grind my gears. Like, so you know what I mean? Oh God, I know some NCOs. I still have it. Um, I still have a a itch that it really fucking really grinds my fucking gears when you tell a joe that the only way to move up in the army is by kissing ass or sucking dick nah i I, there's a few of them that were out there that you know that they did that all the way into where they got to but you know like i know like yo i can like let me do it for you like here you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i always thought to me i always thought about taking care of my joes i might be bipolar sometimes but um, at the end of the day, my job is to take care of y'all. You know, whatever y'all need, fuck it. You know, and as long as there's no work to get done, I don't give a fuck. Just go do what you got to do and just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, dude. Yeah. Motherfuckers that just wanted to be assholes just to be assholes. And I didn't understand it either because, yeah, some people were like that. You know, maybe I look at it now with a different perspective because, I mean, I'm just at a different point in life and I've done different things. And but. You know, I wish I could go back to some of those times and really done, you know, maybe I maybe it moved differently. Maybe I should have focused on other things. 
but whatever, man. I, like, you know, I enjoyed my time while I was there. You know, I was young. So, like, what did I do, man? I, I just enjoyed drinking and partying and doing stupid shit. And that's what I did. But, you I'm know, I don't. Were you still a specialist when I got when uh, when I got you? Or yeah, did... yeah, yeah. I got promoted uh, during deployment. Okay, cause fucking, um, I'm pretty sure I would have, I would have sent your ass already to the fucking board, but they- yeah, but you know what though, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the, I had the knowledge, I just didn't have the initiative. Well, not only that, I mean, you definitely have to fucking um the knowledge. That's fucking that's for a fact. You have the knowledge. Um, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't have sent you. Uh. But I think because what ended up happening and I ended up having to move, that's yeah. why I wasn't able to send you. Because I know I sent Rudy and then fucking uh, yeah. you would have been next had things played out differently. Because, I mean, the, the the cool thing was I never had any issues with you. I can't remember any issues with you at all. If anything, shit, you always, um, you would tell me like, hey, chief, is it cool if I go t- do this? Yeah, man, go ahead. We ain't got shit to do. Think you were moving or something? Like, yeah, man, go take care of what you got to take care of. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? yeah. But, you know, like, I, I, I do remember a lot of my thing was, too, like, you know, even after PT, like, if we had shit to do, like, at the motor pool, I'd, I'd go eat, or I probably already had my meal, like, you know, and I'd just eat quick change, and I'd already be, be there before everybody. Not because I'm like, yo, I need to be here, whatever, but just because, like, to me, it was like, I just want to get it out of the way, plus, I just, every, every guest here, you really don't do shit, we're all stepping over each other, exactly. and I hated that shit. So, like, I'm like, plus, I want to have all the shit already laid out, like, Yo, let's be the first in the shoot. We're done. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, I did a lot of that kind of shit. But I think, uh, you know, uh, I was just a sucker, man. I, <laughs> I was wrapped up in somebody's... I was I was just a fucking twinkle in somebody's eye. And, you know, I think I got distracted a lot of time. But, you know what I mean? My initiative. So, like, I think that's... Uh, you know, if I had more initiative then, I think just the way I've done things now, it would have definitely played out different. But I don't regret it, man. I had a glass while I was there. Nope. Including all the fucked up shit that, you know, shit that I fucked up because guess what, man? I enjoyed it at the time and I didn't know no better. Exactly, dude. I mean, when you think about it, the shit that you did, even if it wasn't something that you're proud of at this time, it's something that made you who you are today. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. As long as, you know, you're able to fucking see it for what it was and able to fucking not do it in the future or try to prevent people from doing it, then you've grown from it. You know what I mean? So let's move on from that. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and- yeah. But you ended up uh, PCSing, right? Yeah, I went to Germany. All right. And when you went to Germany, where did you go to? I went to Wielsek. So it's right next to Grafenvier. Grafenvier is a big training area. Then by the light. What's that? Was it mechanized or light? No, it's triple seven, so light. I mean, okay, so toad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was triple seven. But the fucked up thing that when I went, so. Looking back at it, I don't regret it at the time. I kind of did because, God damn, dude, who who was my fucking smoke, man? Because, God damn, I can't remember his name. But we're deployed, and he was telling me, him and Gunny Fonzie are like, yo, hey, don't reel in this right now. Wait a week. But my window was closing in two weeks. Oh. I was like, I have to. They're like, yeah, but look, they're going to open these openings up. Um, E5 Spanish speakers doesn't matter what MOS for Mexico Embassy. No shit. Mexico City. And he's like, dude, you're a shoe-in. I'll, I'll call up to branch, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't I can't wait on that. Like, my window was closing. So. Sorry, I just remembered. It was the Jamaican motherfucker. That was not. Nah, sp- and that smoke, Thomas, was my first smoke in my first appointment. 
My second deployment. God damn, I can't remember his name. That's the only black dude I remember, dude. No, 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 no. He he used to be an AIT uh, instructor. Fucking, I'll remember it later. Anyway, all right. So uh, he was telling me, and whatever, whatever. Well, anyway, I was like, yo, I got to reenlist. He's like, well, you know, if you have to, you have to, whatever. So I reenlisted for Germany, and boom, the next morning he came. The shit just opened. I was a shoe in, bro. Everything. I was like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, whatever. All right. So, yeah, we get done with the deployment. And uh, I get, we get back. I think we're back. Like, we go on leave. I come back. I go to uh, WLC. Yeah. I get, as soon as I get done with WLC, I pretty much got a month and then I'm out. So then from there, yeah, I PCS to Germany. Uh, And yeah, I got there to Germany and it was so, oh, yeah, I had waived my 12 time to go to Germany because they were about to deploy. So I was like, I'll hop on another one, whatever, and bank some money. And then, you know, (laughs) and I get there. And as soon as I get there, uh, they were like, the sergeant major had seen me downstairs. And he's like, who are you? And I was like, I told him. And he's like, okay. He's like, actually, I need to see you. He's like, actually, the skull needs to see you, the squadron commander, because it was a cavalry. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, sergeant major. He's like, "Mm." he's like, I know you just got here, so come see me tomorrow. He said, come find me or I'll come find you, whatever. Cause I didn't, you know, whatever. So I went up there and I talked to him in the school and then basically they're like, Hey, you know, we know, I, you know, we're about to deploy, um, but we need you in the rear. And I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, I was, I was I, you know, I'll do whatever, you know, of course, but I waved my 12 time. Like I'm ready to go. Like I want to, you know what I mean? And right. you know, I was like, I really know what I'm talking about. I just came from shooting like that. And they're like, we understand that. They're like, but we have no NCOs back here. Oh. And they're like, and it'd be perfect for you. Just came back, you know. You can, you can take an email. I was like, okay. I mean, whatever, man. At that point, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I stayed on rear D. Damn. But, dude. So yeah. So I just remembered something. Yeah. Um, you owe me now that I remember. <laughs> um, and this be- is because of a ruck march. When we did our goddamn 12 miler. Yeah. Um, I remember, oh, chief, my blisters. I got blisters on my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My feet were fucked. But hold on. Prior, a week prior to that, I, had, I was already rucking on my own. So my shit was already fucked up. Then you should have. So, mm-hmm. so we were, I remember that because we started. I was like, yo, my shit is fucking. Like, I remember that shit was fucking killing. We like, had just made the turnaround point. We were on our way back. And you yeah. were because we were all the way in the front. We were all the way yeah. in the fucking front. <laughs> I, I sat there and wait with your ass until fucking the, the LMTV came to pick you up. Yeah. I didn't get no fucking ride back to the front. <laughs> Damn if I wasn't gonna finish with my section. So I had to ruck my happy ass. From the rear of the fucking uh, the ruck march all the way to the front, God damn! I just <laughs> you know how much money? Yeah, no, no, me, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I remember that. Yeah, no, I was hurting. Uh, but you know, I didn't do my, I didn't do myself any justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually still, I've talked to him not too recently, but I, I've kept in contact with him post on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of everybody's been pretty cool with me. Uh, everybody's been cool, but. Cool. Oh, yeah, I rem- What's that? It was a cool first art, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, but uh, he was like, oh, are your blisters okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was fucking with me. And then, like, I think it was, like, the next day or some shit, like, we used to joke all the time. I used to crack jokes and you crack jokes, right? So, what the fuck is this name, man, that smoke? He came looking for me, and they pulled me into the office. He's like, hey, first I wants to talk to you. He, he tell me to go look for you. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, let's go. He's like, nah, he's like, he wants to talk to you. He needs to talk. And I was like, oh, shit, all right. Bro. So, I was like, damn, what I fuck up? Like, so I go in there, and he's looking at me. He's like, computer, he's like, sit down. He's like, he's like I just went to the bathroom, smell my hand. And I'm like, bitch, that's what you call me for? <laughs> and he starts laughing. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, damn. I was in the motor pool shit. Motherfuckers came to go get me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking first yeah. sheets, dude. Dude, this yeah. smoke is going to bother me. Was he a smoke at the time, or was he a chief? He was a smoke, dude. Are you sure? He's seven. Yeah. There was, I'd have to te- I'd have to text Avalos because I can't remember the name right now. There right? weren't that many black fools in our fucking unit. Mm-mm. There was only it, it was it was Gunny Fonzie and Smoke. Um, I just oh, can't remember. Proctor. Proctor. <laughs> My bad, Smokey Sister. Yeah, Smoke Proctor. Dope as fuck. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Smooth as dude. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Fucking Proctor. What up, Proctor? If you out there, I think he's a civilian now. Or is your first? Yeah, officer? he is. You know, he is. He is. He is. Dude. He, he, yeah. He, um, man, dude. I don't know, man. Like that, that, that platoon was uh, dope. Actually, I wasn't even supposed to be in that platoon. I, I got moved over like a week before we left. Shit. No shit, because I was in um, uh, your boys' section, uh, Christian. So, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, you know, that was that. And then I got moved over because they were making personnel changes. Yeah. And then it was like, boom, you're with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, shit. All right. So we did all that. And, uh, I was different. Cause I don't think me and him, me and him saw eye to eye, you know, we're cool now and like everything, but like in the beginning, yeah, we definitely weren't on the same level. Like, um, I guess he probably felt like I had a chip on my soldier, on my soul, soul. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like it goes back to the same time. I think I, I didn't give a fuck a lot of the time. And then, you know, uh, he came in, I don't know. He probably came in a little strong arm and I'm like, look, man, I know what I'm doing. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? Dude. Now that I remember, you know, who, uh, has a, uh, a fucking, um, a bit of a, a gripe against me and you. Ah. Fucking Jones. Uh I'm Jones. I'm from Texas. Um <laughs> why is that? Motherfucker from England. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, I know what you did, Chief. You traded me to HHB to keep Reyes. So you got <laughs> all the Mexicans together. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna admit something here on the gun line now that I'm out of the <laughs> army. Hey Jones, you ain't lying, man. I did go to. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first part sheet. And I told him, "Hey, um, I th- I think uh, I, I want to keep Reyes on the gun because he knows more than Jones does, and me and Velasquez could use him." I'm like, all right, I'll make it. I'll make a change because you were supposed to go to HHB. And, oh no, shit. Yeah, and so I went to talk to fucking uh, Sheets about it, and she was like, "All right, we'll send Jones, and we'll keep Velasquez." <laughs> well, but what did he go do at HHB? Reyes. What? Why huh? did we? Why were they needing personnel? I guess over there. 
I think it was for whatever their mission was gonna be. They needed fucking uh personnel. I don't know what I don't uh, know working gate. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, to be honest. Um, but shit. All I know is that I, I ended up keeping you and fucking um and Rudy. Yo, yo, we had a wild fuck that shit was fun, bro. Cause like the feel, like it, it was just bananas. Like with you, Rudy, uh, McFadden. In fact, McFadden was dope. Uh, Davis, Davis, dude. Yo, you know what though? You know what I did? Get, you know what I did get from him? So. I was, I was, I, me and uh, Martinez, I don't even remember. He was yeah. a chief too. Okay. So me and him were kicking it all the time. Like just yeah. always. So, um, Davis, I was like, yo, I was like, I don't know what, what I mentioned one day was like, man, I need this shit from the store, but I'm not going to go right now. And he's like, yo, swing by my spot. I got a bunch of them. And I was like, what the fuck you mean? You got a bunch of them. And he's like, nah, I got a ton of them. <laughs> I pulled up. He comes outside of his apartment. ghetto as fuck. Right. Yeah. And he, that dog, that motherfucker hands me the Gillette, good, the good Gillette Razors, like the cartridges, like in their packaging, like a ton of them, like just, and I said, you know what I mean? Whatever. But I was like, shit, because I, I, one of those shit's like 15, 20 bucks a piece, son. Right. So I took them into it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then later on, my, my man was Jackie Walgreens and shit. <laughs> Man, when I saw <laughs> yo, yo, but hold on, hold on, hold on. It goes back to like, yo, you grew up in LA. You used to write, did all that shit from the podcast from the other day. Yo, Rudy's from, um, uh, where's he from? Uh, yeah, but yeah, but it's same environment, right? Right. I grew up in the valley, but same environment. I actually used to write, and I can still write somewhat to this day, like pretty good. So like you know I we grew up in this so like it's all three plus David and then we got to make fans like yo we could we were we were it was a dope it was just dope like we just had a dope like we were just dope with it like cool with it it was a good ass fucking section it really was man yeah we had to fucking uh that motherfucker was thugnificent though he might you know in the field Davis was on point that motherfucker he did what had to get done you know what I yeah. mean yeah. Didn't complain like, yeah, Chief got it. Chief like, boom. That's it. Like for real, I remember that shit. And there's that famous picture where is you, Stevens, Rudy, Davis, McFadden, me, and we're just chilling. Like, dude, what the fuck? Can you still see me? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened to my shit, dude. Uh, who the fuck? Wait, that's right. It was Stevens. Who the fuck is Miller then? No, no, it's not Stevens. Is it Miller? No, he is Miller. Who am I? Oh no, Stevens is somebody else. No, Miller, Miller. Yeah, you're right. Sure, Miller. Yeah, Miller, dude, because he was white with glasses. Yeah, he was the one that came from the 101st. Yeah, Miller. It was Miller. Okay, dude. So, but but we had a dope. We had a yeah. No, you know what I was at that time. It was either I was an ATC or RTO or both. I can't fucking remember, but I know. Oh, yeah, you were the RTO. You were no. Um, that fool with the glasses, he was the RTO. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you were the so, That's right, that's right. Yeah. Dude, we had a fucking set. Our section was fucking set, dude. It was fucking... If yeah. I, if this shit wouldn't have gone south, we would have made Top Gun easily. And fucking... It, it was on point, man. I fucking loved it. And that was one of the best sections. Well, all the sections I had were fucking good. I learned something from each one. Um, but ours, if I, I think if we would have fucking stayed together... We would have fucking been murking motherfuckers out there. <laughs> uh, Yo, we had a blast, though, because it was funny because, like, we didn't really need you. Like, when we're in the motor pool, 
we didn't like it was just like nah like just just whatever man like just whatever because you know it was rudy and then he'd be like yo this needs to be done and we just get it done bam 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 and we're like yo it's done he's like all right he's like yo just keep your phones on and boom but we always got our shit done and we're like the first ones to get our shit done we're on top of our shit you never really had to ask us to do anything nothing, dude nothing yeah the first time that I saw Velasquez, he went in there and started getting all the monthly counselings all on point. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker, he's doing all the work that normally I would be doing because at the same time, I didn't have a gunner as fucking on point as he was. That motherfucker was like chispa, bro. He was on that shit. Yeah. So um, when I came from Mechanized, my gunner at the time, oh, Mario Rodriguez, no hate Rodriguez, but, um, you know, he was a good gunner. But he was not as good as what Velasquez was. Like, he was definitely somebody that I know that was ready to take over the section day one. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Take over easily. So it was fucking great, dude. Then, um, dude, I'm just thinking about some of the wildest shit. I remember when I fired fucking um, Nichols right then and there. <laughs> like, Son. Dude. Nichols, you're fucking fired. McFadden, you want to be number one, man? Hell yeah, chief. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this shit was hilarious, man. Like, the the funny shit was just, like, the downtime, too, where, like, we just hyped Nichols up. He started doing all this karate shit. And, like, oh, man, bro, come on. Like, we were dying hysterically laughing. Like, Dude, it that, was wild time. That picture you're talking about, too, that's one of my fucking yeah. favorite pictures that I have. The one about it's the a, connection by the gun, dude. Yeah, I, I, I posted it. Um, I made one with um, the Civil War picture with the chief and the gun section. And then I put, yeah. I put like before, and then I put like now, and it has our section on there. It's just badass, dude. It's just badass. It, it was a good picture, and it was. I don't even know how that picture came about because it's not like we ever really planned it. We're just like we're all here, fucking like. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, who took it? Must have been Nichols because he wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a fucking kick into the story and shit. We had Nichols doing Nichols go take a picture. He's like, got it, chief. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I took it. Oh shit, dude. Oh, you don't see me in the picture. I'm, I'm the one that took it. Ooh, now that I remember, who was yeah. the motherfucker that I had just gotten the section that the first day I got the section, I had to go get him from the hospital because he got his ass whooped. And uh, for being drunk in uh, at a bar, the ambulance picked him up. And um, uh, tank, no, um, no, it couldn't have been tankery. Uh, yes, wait, tankery? No, see, because he was getting out like a few days later. Literally, he was getting out a few days later. It had to, it had to be tankery because oh. it, it tank tankery, tankery. We went out. It was me and Jones, a British dude. And, and, uh, no, 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 but it couldn't have been, oh, that couldn't have been Tanker, actually. No, dude. All I know is I ended up going to the fucking hospital and they had to fucking pull a catheter out of his dick. And, um, he's like, oh, and fucking, he, he got his ass beat by the ambulance people. And, um, because he was calling <laughs> certain phrases and names. Maybe we shouldn't say his name. But he was a. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, nah, nah, let's see, yeah. Yeah, let's just say that, um, you know, he got his ass whooped by the police and by the motherfucking ambulance people for saying some very, very bad things to them at that time. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, was wild times, man. Section, dude. First day of that goddamn thing. 
<laughs> it was good times though. I mean, you know, we had some wild times. I, uh, I, you know, Colorado man, that, that's for a different time, but I definitely, you know, after work hours, definitely before that second deployment. Yeah. I mean, the amount of fucking wild shit, because we, you know, see, Martinez had a house, his own house. He lived by himself. So it was just fucking, but th- what do you expect from the army? We're a bunch of army motherfuckers, but um, we had a good time, man. I wish we would have actually deployed as a section, bro. I just remembered your dumb ass with the fucking worms or whatever the fuck they were. Those little circles that you over at fucking Medina's house. <laughs> yeah, no, they were bringing peach rings. Peach rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had a certain white boy who's still in, but he was new at the unit, and he was like, what's up with all these Mexicans? And he just be <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, shit. Hey, we know who you are. You, you know, and you good people. I'll just say uh, your initials would be uh, your last name would be. Let's nah. I just said it, 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 <laughs> Nah, but it, it was dope, man. It was it was good people. I think a lot of people in that battery were dope. Um, you know what I mean, like. Uh, you know who was okay? So we had more smoke. Uh, Morris, he's a man, he's a good, he's a Morris was the Mike Golf. Mike Golf was dope. Um, and then who do we have after that? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So we had a lot of cool people, but yeah, more was the Jesus in your battery or, or in the Bravo battery when I went? He was in Bravo, okay, because I went to Alpha battery first, yeah. Well, no, actually, I went to Bravo battery first, went there for a few weeks. Then I went to fucking Alpha Battery, to Alpha. Then shit went down, and I went back to Bravo Battery, and then finally got a section there again. Yeah. yeah so it went. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, smoke. Um, my golf was actually my my smoke on my first deployment. Okay. That's, yeah. That's why y'all were tight as fuck then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we might have, we might have, or might have not have indulged in, uh, and and then the finest. Of beverages while we're deployed and enjoyed our time as men, and, the- <laughs> and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be now, dude. I can't. I don't see the way that we were, the way our section was. I don't see yeah. like that now. I don't see how it could function now. There's a lot of different dynamics. My wife is still active duty. Um, so my actually my yeah my wife is active duty. Um, we're actually in Miami. She has like a special assignment and shit too. Right. Um, and. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I see a lot of that catalyst. And right now she works with different entities, different. She's in charge of, you know, Marines, uh, airmen, and uh, whatever the fuck you call the Navy people. Sailors? Yeah. Gay. Ain't no boat here. Gay? <laughs> nah. Nah. But, uh, you know what I mean? So, like, and I and I see the culture, but I also see where we're coming from. And, like, there's that change where... You got to be on your P's and Q's. It's like, yo, you can't even really check a motherfucker. Or you, and, and you know what, man? I guess the way I'm speaking is not right. But you can't really correct someone and be stern with them right. in the way that, you know, the Army was meant to be without there being a catalyst to where that can be a sharp complaint, an EO complaint or something without you using explicatives or anything like that. But the way that basically that it's perceived is going to be the outcome and it's a volatile sensitive army and if we've gotten into that i think if we've gotten into that space where 
And they're like, well, you can't be a leader if you can't yell at them. I'm like, yeah, but this is army. Like, there's a place and a time, and there's in a place and a time, and you have to mesh those two together. So, like, I, I think they're at that point where it's just. That's why a lot of my soldiers thought I was bipolar at times. I would dig in their fucking ass, especially in my last section. I would dig in their asses like a motherfucker. And then afterwards, all right, let's get back to work. You know, hey, let, let's go back to shooting the shit and talking shit. You know what I mean? That's just. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I took the same way because uh, Hansen was my chief. Um, Hansen and... was the smartest motherfucker I ever met in my life. <laughs> I mean, to when I hear the story of Haskell and Hansen, oh, <laughs> tell our, our, our listeners and viewers that story. So, do you recall the story? <laughs> I, I don't. So you got to jot me, but I, rem I know the relationship. Okay, so it was about uh, Haskell went on an advance party, had to bring everybody in. No, I was there. I was there. I, I was driving. I was driving. All right. So, you know, you got an advance party for artillery. Like, yo, you, you go out before the section or the battery comes in so you can lay the howitzer so you can shoot in that direction as soon as you get there. So you can get time on targets, everything. Start, start getting your ball rolling. Well, you count on that person, you train them so that when you come in, all you have to do is unload the gun, get ready to fire and fire, right? Haskell, I don't know, I don't know where he put his stakes down to bring us in or what, right? But we're driving and then we're following Haskell and bam, we see every other gun on cue almost at the exact same second, stop, boom. Start setting up, doing, doing, doing. We're still walking with Haskell. Well, my chief takes his helmet off and fucking like, he like hits like the window and he's like, honk at this motherfucker and I honk. I'm like, where the fuck, where the fuck are we going? What? He's like, eh, eh, eh. like, doesn't know where the fuck he is, bro. He starts trying to go in another sections, um, like where they say, you know, stay it. And then that AP dude, I remember, runs over and pushes him to get the fuck out of here. This is mine, bro. And then Haskell's like with his helmet all like, uh, his glasses like, uh, uh. and then my chief gets out, throws his fucking like helmet and gets out and just runs to like sees other guns and does this, like stretches his arms out like this. Like if he's an AP line, like. Boom, just lined it up right here. I lined it up on him. Boom. He tells Haskell to get the fuck out of here. And then we start, bro. Jeez, I've never seen that man like piss, but he was he he, he was he's ready to kill my man. Yeah. I bet, dude. I fucking bet. Because <laughs> Hansen was the calmest motherfucker I knew, honestly, in the fucking army. Hansen was one of the coolest motherfuckers. I love working for him when he was a um, a smoke. I love working for him. Yeah. And um, dude, to get him pissed off would take a lot. But god damn, I anytime that Haskell was brought up, <laughs> he would turn red. <laughs> and that motherfucker, uh Hansen was a pretty white dude. So Yeah. He was a cool dude, man. He he is a really cool dude. Uh, you know, I was lucky to have a bunch of to my first like I think, you know, I was kind of blessed to like for real when I got brought up, like. All my chiefs, uh, my smokes, my gunnies, everybody was, yo, like, super cool, super dope, almost like the same type of style, like, just chill. If you fuck up, I'm going to let you know you fuck up. Right. Yeah, and I owned it. Like, if I ever did this, I owned it. I was like, nah, you're right. Like, I can't even, what, what do I need to do to fix it? Like, because right. I fucked up. 
So, dude, it's, you know. So finally, your career came to an end with the military. Um, yeah. Kind of dip out. Uh, we don't have to go into the details on that, but um, you you decided. No, I, no go we, ahead. You ended up getting out, and um, so how was that transition from? coming out of the active duty military two deployments under you uh out from fucking germany came back to the states and then finally chuck deuces how was that transition ha have you completed your transition completely do you feel like you're 100 back to civilian world or mm. you know like what are your thoughts on that so far if any struggles that you've had <clears throat> yeah of course um i think I think at that, I think at the time I would, you know, it was my time to go to, I had, um, I had just had surgery and, you know, fucked up a few things. So, which I'm still dealing with now is actually in the ER, uh, Wednesday. I was there to like four in the morning, Thursday. So, you know, I'm still dealing with some acid, but, um, it's just, uh, but getting out when you're, when you're, when you're like getting out and you're in Germany, it's a little different because there's not a lot of resources. You're coming back to the state. So it's not like they can be like, oh, let's get in this program, that program, whatever. You're coming from, you're in another country. So like, you're just coming back from the state. So I get back to the States. I got like almost 90 days of leave or some shit like that. And plus I'm getting BH, California BH. I go back home. But really like with a plan, but without a plan, but I get this, because at the same time, I'm like, yo, do I want to live here? Mm. What, what do I want to do? Like, what's my next move so i get out i schedule all my va shit right so i start doing that and i'm like well i'm getting ba training i'm getting my paycheck let me figure it out i do all that um i start working and i'm and, and i worked that so what happened was when i was in germany i really got into cigars and shit okay so i was going to uh, like i said habano in nuremberg which they uh they sell Cubans and stuff because it's legal over there. Right. So I was I was doing that, and then my brother knew a guy that owned a cigar shop, but that he didn't run it like what he he had another business during the day, so he 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 needed somebody to run it because yep. the guy he had actually moved out of state. So my brother talked to him. He's like, my brother knows about cigars. So I started doing that, like in between finding what I needed to do, what to do. Well, between all this, uh, you know. I already knew I was going to get married to my wife, stuff like that. Okay. So we're, we're, you know, I'm in that, I'm in a, it was a weird transition because like emotionally, mentally, like, I didn't know, like, you know, I don't know if how it was for you or how anybody getting out. Like sometimes you have a set plan, but like I didn't have it. So like, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what were like, I want to be like where I'm at now, but I didn't know what the road to was it going to be there. And then I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't have anything. Right. So I was kind of confused about to what I was going to do. And then that's kind of like, again, like you're back to the feeling of the unknown, like or the fear of the unknown, you know? Right. So I didn't know what to do. So, you know, I was doing that. I started working at the post office, started doing this, that, and this. And then finally I was like, you know, I'm moving back to Colorado. Okay. So I went back to Colorado. And at that point, my wife got out of the army. Um, and she came to meet me in Colorado. We got a place and we got married and, she started contracting. So she was contracting for um, Lockheed and Martin. And she, she was doing a contract. Contract paid good, but she worked a lot of hours. Right. So then she, she you know, um, but at the same time, I was already going to school. So my transition was 
good. Yeah. But I felt like I was missing something. So I still like, I don't know. I wasn't happy. Like I, 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 I just wasn't happy. I don't know if I, that's like the best way to explain it. Kind of just like, I felt like I was missing something. Like I needed to get into something like, this is what I was like. My identity was like, yo, I'm in the military, like that, but I needed to find something with like a purpose. So right. it took me a while to find that definitely. So transition for me was a little bit rough. I could say like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly or what, what like how to feel about anything. Um, so, you know, yeah, it was rough, man. And then, she one day she came home and she was like hey i want to talk to you and i was like yeah what's up and she's like i want to get back in the army and i was like okay and i was like what's up i was like because you know she's making good money yeah and uh and i'm in school and stuff and you know so i'm getting bh and like all this stuff and and she's like well she's like the hours are killing me because she's like da 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 you know because and then every other week she'd work 12 hours right during the day then the following week it flips to night Orale. oh she's going back and forth and she's like that's just it's too much i was like okay and you're what's burn you out huh It'll burn you out yeah so she's getting burned out and so i was like okay what do you i was like well let's do it you know let me know so she got back in pcs and then i kind of like found my footing once we left because i went to school for uh, what I do now, which is HVAC, but I also did electrical. And then it kind of like, I kind of found what I needed to. And then I started working with a bunch of vets, which definitely changed, like just at least getting it back into the rhythm of stuff. Right. So, and then I found my friend and then I just started, I kept working, working and then time for us to leave, you know? Oh, and then in between all of that, man, I, I don't know, like it's shit. There's, there's, there's like a big gap. I'm trying to just like, boom. So all that happens, right? And then boom. So I got out in 2015. And we're now like 2017. Okay. And then we're at Campbell. And, uh, you know, our times get coming up there. And then my brother, my younger brother, he's in college. And he was going to um, California State University, Northridge. So he's doing good. And he's like, hey, I want to join the Army. And I'm like, we don't just join the Army. I was like, you, you, you know, you got to know what you want to do. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, and uh, he's like, okay, but so we start talking or whatever. He comes, he comes to live with us for a little bit to 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 do a few things, work out all this shit, get in shape. Yeah. He 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 gets in shape, and then uh, he goes back home, recruiter, all that, and then he ends up joining the army, and he goes uh, doing like uh, he's in the special operations community now, and. Nice. he's uh yeah so he's doing his thing man and he's actually out training right now and he's uh you know so he does that so that kind of helps because i got there then he got there like a year after okay so and that was cool and you know all the way up until recently and then it was time to move again but you know we, we knew we were gonna leave but then I, I talked to you about it but you know my dad got sick and I always held on my, you know, if you know me, like I'm heavy on family, like my, me and my family always been tight. Well, nobody ever told me my dad was sick. My dad didn't want anybody to know where he had ALS. Right. And um, he, he, he got, you know, uh, if you know anybody that has ALS or you read it, it's, uh, it's a rough way to go. Um, and uh, it kind of hit me like, uh, like pretty fucking hard because this is pretty recent, but like as 
you know, this whole transition of this last like few months, year has been like the fucking roughest. So like, you know, it, but it goes into the transition because I finally found my footing and then this happens. You know what I mean? Like, and he got ALS. So I basically saw my dad, you know, pass away um, and get worse quickly. And uh, by the time I found out and uh, so it hit my brother, younger brother, too, because I didn't tell him. So he was done with everything. And uh, so, you know, that affected me in some ways. And then we get here and uh, I just kind of felt lost because, you know, I felt like I had a purpose. I was working with where I was working. I was doing stuff. And then I felt like my fucking role just, I don't know, came to a screeching halt again. And I, and back, I'm back, I'm back to fear of the unknown. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So we're leaving Campbell. I get here and I start feeling sick. And I'm like, fuck, man, I don't feel good. And then one day, like, the movers were here, and I was like, yo, I'm about to lay on this ground. Like, I, I can't move. So I went in and literally laid in one of the rooms, like, on the ground. Oh, and my wife's like, yo, you need to, like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just feel really sick. Like, And she's like, go get tested. I got tested. I had COVID, man. Like, I had to go to the VA here in Miami because uh, I couldn't really breathe, man. I had to get an inhaler and all that shit. So, like, it was just like, I don't know. It's been weird, man. My transition, I guess, has been weird. It's been a few years now, but, like, the first two, three years, probably roughest. And then like the last two years, just emotionally right. um, have been different. And then, yeah, I got sick and then I got better. And as I was sick and I was getting better, I just started applying for different jobs. And man, I found this good company I'm working for now. Um, I do their engineer stuff a little bit. So, you know, I found my footing again and then I'm still kind of moving in different ways because um, I'm looking, probably looking for something else to find a purpose. I don't know. So it's, I, I don't even know if that answers your question. It probably sounds like uh, mumble jumble. It does. But well, here's the thing. Like, um, I think one of the uh, one of the biggest things that we struggle with as veterans, I believe, especially combat veterans, um, that goes up to that fucking army combat veterans. But anyways, <laughs> um, but no, I think that one of the things that uh, vets that have been in combat or engaged in anything like that when we come back it's hard to find something suitable that has purpose because we don't have anything that has like a, a goal now like you know when we were in the military when we deployed we had a mission we knew what it was and we did it and completed it and you know we were great at it you know what i mean and then even in um even in the training environment okay we're gonna train for aspt so we would train 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 and bam, at the end, it culminates and you certify or you go for top gun competitions. There's yeah. a fucking, at the end of the road, there's some kind of a, a, a tangible fucking reward per se, or a yeah. fucking, um, anyway, there's something, there's an ending to it, if you understand what I'm saying, but we're looking for that within our, in the civilian community, trying to find something that has purpose in it, you know, and I try to psych myself out pretending that my job has purpose you know maybe you know I, I tell myself like yeah you know i'm trying to help out the latino community by you know i'm educating them on helping them out with their with their language barrier because i'm an interpreter and um but then at the same time it's like fuck man i went from leading soldiers to now fucking answering phones you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things where like <laughs> i'm happy that i'm able to provide for my family i'm happy for that i'm happy that financially we're stable but i'm not happy uh, it's gonna sound fucking gay as shit, but I'm not happy like emotionally, I guess. I don't feel, I feel like there's like a void that I can't fill, if that makes sense. You know, no matter what I try to fucking fill it with, it's just not enough. Porque I need yeah. To, 
I need that. Uh, I miss it. I just miss that fucking fulfillment of accomplishing something with purpose. I yeah, and I think, you know, I think the time that I get out was ready, and too a lot of the time that I was in, I was like, man, I don't know if, if I want to do this or in this capacity. Um, you know, looking back, I was like, I, I think I wanted to do something else within the army. I just didn't do it. But when it was time, my time to go, it was my time to go. Um, and I think what I've found post army is that a failure to plan is a, is a plan to fail. You know what I mean? So I failed myself, but at the same time, you know, it was hard to schedule shit when you're like, am I going back to California from Germany? Am I going over here? So, but once, uh, you know, it took me a little bit, but once I actually found my footing, you know, I kind of keep it moving forward. And I think now my goal, since a lot of stuff has happened, you know, in my personal life is really, I'm big on family and I'm big on, you know, on community. Like I, I want to be close, like, you know what I mean? But I don't want just anybody, like I want to be close with, you know, like people you, you know, like, fam, I want to be around my family, but too, I want to keep my friends, friends, and, and that's all I really need and just keep it tight. Right. So, you know, my purpose now, too, is like, I, I, I am way better, more attentive to stay in contact with my family, letting them know what's up with me, keeping staying in touch and, uh, you know, telling them, too, like, you know, like today, I don't feel so hot, like this and that. And just be, have an open dialogue, man, like communicating with them, like, um just focusing on me and my family like you know like fuck being on my phone fuck being on this like well, my goal is to focus on my family like i and, and i find a lot of purpose in that and i feel good from that like, that's awesome porque one thing i know is that you did disappear for a hot minute uh you know yeah. I mean? you were you were disappeared for a while and that's cool sometimes we need to fucking we need that break you know because there's too much drama going on you don't want to compile more shit on top of that you know so that's when i remember when you reached out to me um and you were calling and like the fuck all right cool you know let's catch yeah nah and uh, yeah because like i just you know what i mean like i see you i see you but like you know i know everybody's got their shit going on but like at the same time like i hit you up like sometimes i'll hit you up later on like at night but i don't i'm not thinking about that because like i'm not looking at the time i'm not looking at it like right. i'm just like yo like yo what's my boy like what's my chief doing like yo like and i'm just not thinking i'm just thinking like yo i had a long ass week like yo what's up you got like you want to bullshit like you know what i mean like i, I we need that. We fucking need that as a community, dude. Porque I was talking yeah. to my homeboy Marquez on one of the very first podcasts that I did, and we were talking. And I don't know if about you, but this is me. Um, the the time that I felt the loneliest when I got out the military was when I was surrounded by a bunch of uh people, but I had nothing in common with them. You know, they could they were family, friends, but I had I felt so fucking alone porque I could not communicate with them. Cause it just wasn't the same fucking level. You know what I mean? Like they would think some of the shit that we just talk about would be a little bit off color or, you know, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with this who's saying shit like that? You know what I mean? So I felt, yeah. I felt more alone at that time when I was surrounded by people, bro. I even told my old lady, like, I need to go for a drive. You know, I was, cause I was, nah. and I just like, I, I wasn't feeling it, man. And hey, I, <laughs> No, I, I feel you 100%. I've been in some of the situations. Sometimes I work, too. Um, it's just me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there ain't no veterans, like, at all. So, like, it's just me. So I can't keep to myself sometimes, uh, you know. But hey, hey, how did you get to – I'm going back to Texas. Yeah. Because I thought you were in Colorado. 
Okay. So what ended up happening was um, I ended up got, got med boarded and fucking okay. had no idea. We wanted to stay in Colorado. Right. Colorado was expensive as fuck, dude. You know, that's one thing. It's expensive as fuck. And honestly, we didn't have, I, I what did, what did not want to go back to LA. That wasn't going to happen because it's nah. fuck out there. Plus I have kids and I'm not going to go live in the hood again. You know what I mean? It's not going to fucking happen. So I started putting, um, I figured, well, you know, if we move to Texas, my in-laws are there because they, they all moved from, uh, from Silmar over here. Um, no shit. Yeah. They all moved from Silmar over here in 08. So fucking, um, to San Antonio. So I was like, well, worst comes to worst, you know, we could stay with my in-laws while I get on my feet and then fucking, you know, eventually branch out. Right. Yeah. So that was the plan initially. Once I got out, we'll go stay with my in-laws and we'll fucking, you know, stay there for a few months so we get on our feet and move out. What ended up happening? God damn. Now I'm telling my fucking story here. So no, no, no. I want, like, if you don't mind, like, I know our time's like, but I still got, like, I don't think I've expressed, man, I got too much to say. Like, oh, yeah. go ahead. Let's get, so what ended up happening was, um, um, shit. Are you still there? Cause my TV's fucking burning. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, bro. Fucking piece of shit. Hold on. I think it's my, okay. I know what it is. So what ended up happening, bro, was, um, uh, I started putting up job applications in San Antonio since I knew we we're coming over here, you know, yeah. gotta be our place that we're going to land in. And, um, that was in December. I started throwing out applications because in early December, they told me, Hey, these are your ratings. Um, this is when you're expected to be the fuck out of the army. Uh, so start putting in your block leave and all that shit. And I had enough time to give me like, I think like, uh, two or three months of, a of a terminal leave. So anyways, Hell yeah. um, I saved up some ducats and you know, that pride in you being a family, man, like, I can't stay with my in-laws. You know, that pride in me is like, I can't do it. If it was just me and Linda, maybe, but it was me and Linda plus a newborn baby, you know, so plus two kids already. And I didn't want to be that burden. I know they would have welcomed us in and all that, but I didn't want to be that burden. And just the man in me was like, we got to find our own place. So anyways, we ended up finding a fucking um, a, a house over here. Linda didn't know about this, but while she was having surgery for her appendix, I kind of filled out a job application for her at Chase um, over here at the at their corporate. And uh, I fucking love it. Um, so next thing she knows is I told her about it later on. She's like, I told her, hey, expect a phone call from Chase. Um, I, I sent an application for you. She's like, what? Like, yeah, hey, you like the way we're living? You want to keep it? We both got to work now. You know what I mean? Porque <laughs> Facts. It, it's the truth, bro. If you hey motherfucker, I'm working too. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to maintain the same fucking lifestyle that you had while you were in the military, well, you're gonna have to you know kick in bucks now because you know we, we're making pretty decent money as a staff sergeant X amount of years. You know what I mean? It was a good, it was a good check, plus BAH yeah. and all that shit. It was good. Anyways, long story short, um, I got job offers at USA, Lackland Air Base, um, all these places, but they were taking too long, bro. I needed a job like tomorrow, you know? So I got out, I made it to, I got the, uh, the house for rent in February, February 1st, 2015. And I started working March 2nd, 2015. Like the following month, dude, I was already working. They, they, I'm not gonna say the company that I work for, 
uh, God forbid they hear this shit. But anyways, they gave me an opportunity knowing my background. Well, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. And then, um, but they gave me the opportunity. USA was taking too long. Lackland was taking too long. In Lackland, bro, in Lackland, the guy that was hiring me worked for fucking Smash, for fucking... Um, no shit, Mendoza. For Mendoza. He worked for him. He like, he was with him in Fort Bliss. And um, I guess he probably called Mendoza about me. I don't know. But he offered me the job. And I was like, mm, the pay was kind of a thin and it was kind of hard to move up. You know what I mean? Anyway, so I got this job that I'm at now and we just made our roots here, bro. We just dug our roots here. And what I love about San Antonio, bro, is the, um, it's like a mini LA. Porque yeah. it has downtown, but it's spread out. You know, it's spread, spread out. And it's growing, man. It's fucking growing. The cost of living. So, no. I hear you. So remember, uh, we were messaging prior to the podcast and I have a lot of stuff to say, man. And a lot of, I was rambling, talking shit and just saying shit, but I have, I have, I, I can't, I can't convey everything I've done and everything, all my experiences, all the jobs I've held post army, which so you just got to sum them up, you know, because I do have a lot to say for a different time where we just want to bullshit for anybody that's about to get out, ready to get out, man. I have a lot of good info. I've been in definitely wore a lot of different hats. I've been in a bunch of different schools shirts that I don't even need or probably never use, but I just got them because I got them. But uh, it brings me to, we're talking about, I was talking to my realtor, right? Yeah. Well, I've owned my house in Colorado for uh, six some years. Okay. So anyway, I haven't lived in it forever. I was renting it out. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got to a point where, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just going to sell it. I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm too far from it. I live in Miami. So I'm like, I don't want to, well, I don't live in, Miami, Miami. Of course, I don't want to live in the city, so I live a little outside. But um, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to sell and make my profit. I've been making profit off of it anyway. So we got to that, and you know, hopefully, it seems like it didn't even make it to market because the motherfucker was like, "Bam, I want it right now." Like, oh shit, nice. So hopefully that works out. If not, we'll still list it. But I'm like, cool. Um, and but you know, so I guess. It's kind of this, this, that. Why I told you that right there is going to. There's a reason behind it. But what do you think about marijuana becoming federally legal? And there's a reason I'm asking. I'm in the industry, so that's um. I do that as a side. That's my weekend job. I don't need to work on the weekend, but I do because I, that's my. I have a passion for it. So, um, people are like, oh, it's marijuana, but pff, motherfuckers just say, oh, it's marijuana. It's like, bro, you're missing out on a whole fucking industry. You don't even know nothing. Dude. So what do, you, what do you think about it becoming federally legal? And what do you think about veterans using it as a, co as a coping method or not even just a healing method or an alternative to drinking? Dude, um, honestly, I'm all for it. I am 100% behind fucking federalizing legally, but there's always a but to it. Yeah. Once the federal government gets their hands into it, all they're going to do is fucking uh, regulate it and tax the shit out of it. And the black market for it is still going to be out there. You know what I mean? Uh, for example, I think like Grotto. Grotto is, uh, I think he he works on that shit um, from my, on Instagram. I don't know if you remember Grotto. He's in Bravo, right? Not sure. Um, not too sure. But I know he had been there for a hot minute. And um, anyways, um, but he, that's what he, I know that's why I, I see him posting, like he grows the shit and that's what he does. I think that it's a great, great thing for, I've heard a lot of vets that toke it up and it helps them, 
versus taking fucking pills. Me, unfortunately, I'm stuck on these pieces of shit right here. You know what I mean? Um, I have to take those. And because if I don't, I call them my anti-asshole pills. Um, because nah. if I don't take them, I become like this fucking asshole. And I don't know if it's the medication withdrawals or if that's just the way that I used to be before I got out. But it keeps me calm and cool. But with the, I, I wish they would legalize it, but without fucking dipping their hands into the regulations as far as like, oh, we need it to be this much THC or it needs to be X amount of that. You know what I mean? Because that's why yeah. they're going to fuck it up for those that are legitly uh, making these herbal supplements, if you could say. You know what I mean? Okay. So the reason I bring it up is because now I've, I've taken a lot of those medications. I've taken a lot of pain medications. I'm still, I got to see, like, I have a lot of uh, stomach issues and just right. I had a hernia surgery and shit like that, but they, they, I've had issues from that. And uh, so, but I bring it up because I, I think it's a great, anything in excess is abuse. Now, it, it can be fried foods, it can be sodas, it can be fucking too much of anything is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and you can find anything in excess. It's what you want to dive into and what you what the culture calls access, right? Because you see a motherfucker eating fried foods all day. They're like, oh, he's good. You don't even smoke, drink, whatever. And like, nah, that's not good for him. Like, let's not condone that either. But that's a difference, you know. But so I think it's good. I think it's a, it'll be a great, it's a great therapeutic. I think it's great socially as an alternative to drinking. I think it's great all around. Now, I think we're still in the infant stages. Some states are a little more advanced than others. But here I work at a... Um, at a like a small dispensary slash where you can get your medical marijuana card here in Florida. So and you know I'm learning the ins and outs and I'm learning and meeting people here and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be great. I, I I think that you know even if you've never smoked in your life, I don't think you should turn your eye on it. I think it can help a lot of people. As far as I know, when I you know I don't not smoking currently or I'm I'm staying away from indulging even in a lot of drinks. So it's need to. I'm basically taking a pause on that and just taking a pause on a lot of things. Right. I want to do better. Um, but um, I think it's great, man. I, I know that I've, when I've smoked before, I didn't have to take like my sleeping pills and shit like that. I just smoked. And then I was high for a little bit. And if you do like an hour prior to or two, then I'm happy and I'm smiling and I'm cracking jokes. Like I'm just happy, like to do whatever, whatever minuscule thing I don't want to do, I'm doing it whether it be cleaning, whatever, whatever. And then I'm ready to go to bed and pass out. I've never met a violent weed smoker or, you know what I'm saying? I've never met a motherfucker who's high and wanted to go get into some kind of violent actions. I know back in the day, they used to say it was a gateway drug. Well, if you want to go there, alcohol is a gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's legal because they can fucking make money off. You know, so sleeping, like I've seen people abuse sleeping pills. I've seen every, anything you could. That's what I'm saying. You can abuse anything. Bro, I wish that, um, like, okay, my homeboy, uh, Gunny Satterwhite, um, well, Smoke Satterwhite, I guess. Um, well, anyways, so him, he's all about microdosing with fucking um, with shrooms. You know, what I've I mean? heard of that too. Yeah. And he said that that's one of the great experiences, you know, some of the best medication that he takes and it's all natural. You know what I mean? It's from the fucking earth. It's shrooms, you know, and yeah. fucking my other homeboy, Kowalczyk, he, he tells me about eating shrooms, you know, it, and it's not like they portray it where, you know, you're going to be all fucking psychedelic running around seeing fucking elves, 
you know, but it can definitely get there if you're yeah, if you eat a whole eighth while you're drunk. I've done that. I did that prior to my last appointment. I mean, I've always experimented with all sorts of different shit, but and the um, I experiment with huh? success, right? <laughs> with what? The experiment was a success, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was. But, you know, at the same time, I I, uh, I, I just the reason I bring it up is, yeah, I am working in the field and like that like field. But I think it's it's a good alternative. And, and, you know, a lot of you'd be surprised. You know what? You know, what really opened my eyes was last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working right. Saturdays are our doctor days. That's when the doctors are all day. You make your appointment, you bring all your medical paperwork. If you don't have any medical paperwork, you meet with the other doctor before you see the other one. There's two different doctors. Gotcha. And we process all this shit. And, you know, we, we educate you about the product and about all these different things. But when people think, oh, it's just motherfuckers, young people getting it. Nah, dog. We had a, uh, a lady that was in her 50s bringing her seven year old, 70 year old mom, Hispanic mom. Yeah. Never smoked. But she has so much anxiety from her husband passing away from this, from that, that she, they just needed something. So once she got her medical card, boom, we gave her the tinctures, which is like drops she put under your tongue. Yeah. We gave her like something like the highest dose or like it's a dater. And like, guess what, man? They were there for like two, three plus hours. And after we gave it to her and that, that lady was in the car chilling like she didn't like it, but it's crazy to see. Now, we've also met where this other lady, she was probably in her 60s, brought in her daughter that was like probably like in her late mid 30s. And she's had been in multiple car accidents. You can tell like she's not walking right, stuff like that. And she needed it. So like you see all walks of life, you see young people, you see all. But like it was interesting. And hey, man, I had a conversation with him because I got to process the paperwork too and then teach him about product and dosing and all that stuff. It's interesting to see all walks of life. and and, And you know, yeah, People will glorify it, do this and that, but that's with anything. So, like, I hate when people are like, oh, it's I'm like, nah, man, that's just from your perspective. Right. So I think, you know, I'll cut it short, but, like, I think it'll be a good thing moving forward. And like I said, anything, any, you can do anything to access. So Right on that. And, again, I, my only worry uh, is with the government regulating it is it's going to just open up. Everybody thinks that with the legalization that a lot of crime is going to stop. No, because you could always get it cheaper from, you know, from homeboy down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean. What do you think about, it's federally legal now, the army, military side, has got to be like, we got to let the smoke. That is, um, it's, it'll be. I have a lot of these topics, I, man, that I've just been ready to have with yeah, anybody. Like, I think um, it, it, if it's going to be federally regulated, it'll be the same thing as being drunk on duty. I do too. And they're like, well, we can't know because of this and that. And I'm like, look, listen, being high and being drunk is totally different. If you get too high, you're going to know. If you get too drunk, you're going to know. Exactly. Now, if you're like at that little point, you'll, if you know that person, you'll know something's off. Exactly. If you know your fucking soldiers, like you're supposed to know them, you can tell when something's not right and something is yeah. right. I mean, like yeah. you should be able, as a good fucking leader, you should know your soldiers ins and outs as a good leader. Now, if you're just a motherfucking stripe wearer that doesn't give two shits and just in it for yourself, then yeah, motherfuckers will walk all over you and you'll never know what the fuck is wrong with them. And they'll make up every motherfucking excuse in the world of why they're drowsy. Oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night, chief, or, you know, some kind of stupid shit. So, but yeah, dude, I think honestly, it all boils down to 
if they break it down to, I don't know, I don't know how the, the Mary Jane works, but if they put it like in pills where like, um, okay. You could, you could. This motherfucker, yeah. the, 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 you need me show, you need me, can I show you something? You got to say. And while he goes and gets that, man, I'd like to go ahead and take this time to go ahead and um, ask you, if you're watching the YouTube, um, please do me a solid and go ahead and uh, like, subscribe, and um, if you can, tap that bell. That way you'll be notified whenever I drop a new episode. Um, I appreciate y'all listening to us over here and hope that you guys will be listening to us more. All right, so go ahead. Now he's back here. What do you got for us? All right, so... But he's pulling out some, uh, looks like uh, some THC pills. Oh, okay. So it looks like just fish oil pills. Pill cap, yeah. Ten, 10 milligrams, enough to, you wait half an hour, 20 minutes to an hour to kick in. You'll feel the effects. Guess what, man? It'll help a lot of people. So they do have small, they have smaller doses. They'll have like up to three milligrams. Yeah. So if you're talking about a pill, something like that, yeah, you can get that. Where you can get to like, where you can um, know in your own self, kind of like motherfuckers know, like I could drink one or two beers, have that mellow buzz and still function. Yeah, yeah. And then you have gummies like this. And, and there's some, yeah, there's small doses. And, uh, you know, you you do whatever. Like there, there, there's, and you know, we... I think it's a great market also, you know. I mean, you'll have, you got vape pens, I mean, now, now too. But, like, you have every, there's everything, and I think, yeah, like you said, you find the right dosage. I mean, whatever works for you, but whatever there's also, like. Exactly. You, whatever, you know, you don't want to fucking overindulge uh, during your work time. You know, it, it's all about, it's all about, you know, you knowing your body, you know what you're capable of doing. You know, obviously, if you're going to be fucking indulging in excess keep your ass at home you know yeah. Don't, go, yeah. don't go get behind the wheel and um that way no 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 but that that goes for myself too i've definitely been in you know what i mean but it's it's are you doing it now you know what i mean like, it's learning from that shit it's like nah motherfucker like i know if i'm going ham over here just take them or not just give me a ride then. exactly uber that shit yeah but, uh, i'm with you 100 on that and I'm waiting for the day that it be, does become fucking legal. The only thing that sucks is like, um, for example, Colorado, uh, with the legalization of it, Denver has gone to shit is my understanding. I talked to a lot of people that are out there in Denver and, you know, you had a lot of fucking people, transients that came over because it's legal there now. And so well, they, go ahead. They, they also legalized shrooms and shit like that. So like, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Right. But yeah, no, no, no. You talk about the transient stuff because people don't know. No, there's a lot of people that you know they they moved over there because of the legalization, and they're just fucking um, invading, making what was once a fucking beautiful ass city. Because Denver's fucking beautiful. I love Denver. Yeah, you know. But uh, apparently, from my understanding, is you know I haven't been there since I got out. But um, it, it's going to shit. You know, look at Austin. If you come and visit Austin, you know it's fucking horrible. You know, I'm not, and it's not legal here. I'm just saying just a transiency out there. So, I mean, you don't want to get, it has its pros and its cons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it, look, listen, there's already a belt from California to New York. Yeah. That either they're, they're either they're recreational and medical or just medical. Yeah. All the way through. 
So it's going to be become, so it's really, you know, it's going to be how every state deals with it. Now, every state, I think, as soon as the state becomes medical, the next step, clearly a year or two, three years later, is going to become recreational. But there's no, there's no avoiding it. So you should get it. I feel like you should get in the forefront. Do the fucking research. I mean, whatever they have to do in order and, and do something with the taxes, just like Colorado's doing you. Exactly. A lot of people don't understand that. But, you know, when I was going to college there, there were some kids that were in their last semester of high school. And I was like, and they explained to me that, you know, that the state was paying for the first semester because they were already done with all their courses. So instead of taking bullshit ass classes, they were doing it. And the way they did that was tax money from the sales. So, hey, why can't every state do that? Because I know some states are hurting like a motherfucker. And plus, it creates revenue. Yes. It, it has a lot of good. And it creates new jobs. Exactly. Like, like, for everything. You don't think there's motherfucking drivers, fucking growers, cutters, fucking sales, fucking everything. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of positivity to it. There's a lot. But with my biggest issue, again, with the government, and it's the government. It's not the drug itself. It's the government regulation that I have a problem with because I don't know if you noticed the government hasn't really been too fucking great at governing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I completely agree with you. The, the, the taxes that they get from it, that's excess fucking extra money that they didn't have before. So dude, how about, you know, go ahead and put it into the programs that you want to develop. You know, like you said, you want to give that one year of college to the fucking kids that have been excelled in their studies, handle that business. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit that can be done with that money for the community, you know? Yo, infrastructure. I know you've seen it. We've seen it. Yo, there's construction constantly. The roads aren't big enough. People are moving to do something with it. I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how all that works and everything, but dude, the funding that it, it creates more funding. I do know that it's just simple, basic and I, and I don't think people should be, and it sucks because I don't think people should be, I know Texas probably got some strict laws against weed, but it shouldn't be that strict. I mean, I don't understand it. So like, I don't feel like people should be getting put fucking years on them for smoking some shit. Not for herb, you know, now, you know, if you were fucking trafficking yayo and shit and, and some crack and yeah. meth and all that. Yeah, of course. All day. That to the kids. That yeah. I, I'm, I got you. However, you know, if a motherfucker just wants to spark up a J and just hang out by himself in his house, let a motherfucker do what he wants with his own fucking body, man. Yeah. You know, that's just how I feel about it. I'm very fucking central when it comes to political shit. But hey, brother, it's already ten o'clock here. Hey, we get happy ass to bed. I definitely <laughs> back on because, yeah. dude, now that we already got the whole shoot the shit who you are, we can progress with these conversations that you have. Cause these are some yeah. good fucking topics, great conversations. And dude, God knows that I need some motherfucking topics to talk about, dude. Nah, let me know, man. I've met a lot of people different here. I definitely got a lot of different experiences, but I got a bunch of topics because my wife's still in, but we see a lot of stuff and she sees a field that like, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm trying to learn the marketing and everything of like making edibles and all that. Like that, that's just what I'm doing. That's what I want to do. So like, eventually when I get to that place where I'm making different stuff, but dude, yeah. I don't know. There's so many different things, man. It's just definitely yeah. go to your own business. Once you know uh, enough of it, have your own little, um, you know, little Chewy Ray is fucking. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, but you know, there is a lot of, I see a lot of the, the, the culture changes and just there's certain things that I see from her as it, as it applies to the military and just, you know, it's just a lot of different stuff, man. That I was like, man, you know, and it's interesting because I, I uh, wrapping it up, but like my old, uh, 
my old uh, neighbors, you know, they held different positions while they were in the military. And then one of them is held a pretty high position there at Campbell. And, you know, I still in contact with them and talk to them all the time. And I used to hang out with them all the time. So I got a lot of different perspectives of how to apply, you know, so I still kind of keep my ear to the military because I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm on the opposite side. I'm a spouse, but right. you know, I've run that, I run that FRD like a motherfucking you a mother soldier. Panda dog. <laughs> <You're the panda. laughs> Yo, we'd be marching into the FRD. Like, Just we're rivaling all that shit. Like. <laughs> but hey, if you guys ever come to Miami or anybody's in Miami and like you just hey come through whatever man we'll we'll chop it up we'll fucking whatever oh, fuck yeah dude I love Miami I lived in Miami for three years before I joined yeah there. I heard oh, yeah hey you already know Dale dude I lived in fucking <laughs> I lived in uh North Miami off of 125th and Biscayne um just short of 163rd and just that was just south of that and just north of Little Haiti so it was not the it was a nice part of Miami, but it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't South Beach or anything like that. It hey, was fucking Brickle, you know. I, I, I work in Doral next to Hialeah. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> My family's in Hialeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hialeah ain't no joke, yo. Yeah, that's why I said Dale, because everybody yeah. kept telling me Dale. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Bro. It was funny uh, when I first got to Miami, I was talking to my cousin and he's like, hey, you got a cell phone? And I'm like, no, nah, I got to get it activated. You know, I got Sprint. And he's like, ah, and agarra Verizon. I'm like, Verizon? Verizon? He's like, Verizon, el telefono, Verizon. I'm like, oh, Verizon. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, motherfucker, you speak English. Say Verizon. <laughs> yeah, dog. But yeah, hi, hey, dude, Fuck. anything in Dade South, that's no longer America, bro. That's fucking. That's Latin America. There. If you're hey, don't don't suela, son. Because <laughs> if you don't speak Spanish, bro, good luck, bro. You go anywhere in Miami. You got motherfuckers that were born in Miami that don't know English. They don't know Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you're from Cali, so you know how hard it is to understand the motherfuckers from uh, not even Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans are easy, but you go talk to a fucking Dominican for hey, about it, like just real quick. Yeah, the guys. Okay, so my job, like I'm on the phones, like talking to text all day, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But I'll go to the warehouse to go find a part because I got to go figure some shit out. And I'll ask the dude in the warehouse, like da 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 da, and they'll just be like, bah, 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 bah. they're like Cubans. And I'm like, I walk back in, and I'm like, yo, I gotta go find my like supervisor. Be like, yo, can you go talk to him for me? Cause like I don't know what the fuck he said. Yeah, all I know is at the end they say dale, and I was like, whatever, dog. <laughs> That's a whole different Spanish, homie. Dude, like her dialect is beyond <laughs> comprehension. Yeah. Cali, Mexican Spanish is a little bit more slower. Yeah, slow yeah. to it, depending on what Mexican you talk about, what part of Mexico. But when you go to motherfucking Miami, I thought Puerto Ricans were bad. No, 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 no. Cubans and motherfucking Dominicans, bro. There's, there's like the in the alphabet, there's no R. The R got turned into an L. You know, yeah. What the fuck is a puerta? La puerta, sea la puerta. You mean la puerta? You know. Puerta, you know, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking and then they talk so fast, it's like a whole different language. It, I, dude, I, I'm a translator, all right. I'm an interpreter, so and I get a lot of motherfuckers from uh Pennsylvania out in Reading, Pennsylvania, out in fucking Miami, you know, and I'm translating for them. 
The only benefit that I have is that I lived in Miami for three years and I was able to pick up their dialect a little bit. You know, when they say, oh, esta vaina no está bien. I know what the fuck they're saying. Esta vaina no está bien. Like this thing that we're talking about. Yeah. I had no idea what vaina I was when I first got to Miami, but I picked up on it, dude. It just broke it down for me because I wouldn't have known either. Oh, dude, yeah. You'll, you'll hear them say shit like, dude, uh, el fregadero. I'm like, what the fuck is a fregadero? Oh, they're talking about the where you do your dishes at, dog. Uh, Bruh. You know the fucking uh, the colada? Mm-hmm. Son, why didn't nobody tell me that you don't drink the three of those shits back to back? Bro, Wait, I'm at my desk. Are, are you talking the fucking the, uh, the espresso shot? The, the Cuban coffee? Yeah. Bro, my fucking doo, doo, doo. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, I look at my man that I work with raw text. I'm like, yo, yo, like. <laughs> That shit's strong. They're like, how many did you drink? I was three. They're like, what? Three? I was like, bitch, nobody told me. Like, Dude, be careful playing dominoes uh, with them, too, because mm. they play Capicu or some weird-ass fucking playing of dominoes is not the hood dominoes we grew up with, man. Okay. These motherfuckers. Miami is a whole different world, man. Yeah, no. Beautiful, though. I'm, I'm learning it. I'm telling you. I'll tell you what. You can set your clock to the fucking, um, to the rainstorms out there. Because it's going to pour about sometime around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Pour piss rain all over you. And then about an hour later, the sun's back up like nothing ever happened, bro. It's fucking hot, humid. The cool thing is when you see the fucking um, the hurricanes coming in. But that's another story for another day. Let me get yeah. this wrapped up, bro. Because we're going right, to another night. I appreciate yeah. being on here, man. Thank you for coming on the gun line and hanging out, shooting the shit with us. It was about fucking time we got you on here. Um, and, uh, dude, you got any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we wrap this shit Hey, no, nah, yeah, just everybody that, uh, you know, I was in with and everybody, everybody was tight, man. So, like, you know, Hanson, Proctor, uh, Morris, Jones, Abelos, you, Rudy, um, there's a dude named Vang, McFadden, all those dudes. I mean, there's a ton, too many, you know. Um, I hope one day we can chop it up. If you guys ever in Miami, hey, come through, man. I'll take care of you. Fucking whatever. Let's just have a good time. So, hey, if you so. don't go looking for him on Facebook because you ain't going to find him, he'll find you. He'll <laughs> yeah. find you. Right? Yeah. I ain't going to put out the, that other business out there, but he'll find you. All right. Anyways, <laughs> you know, I appreciate y'all being here with us on this fucking shoot the shit episode number 135, I think it is. Uh, thanks for being on the gun line, y'all. Catch y'all on the midweek memo. On this week's midweek memo, just a quick teaser, we're going to be discussing American culture. What the fuck is American culture? And um, we're going to get different perspectives. It'll be me, Dowden, Lee Hunt, and I think that's it right now. Me, Dowden, Lee Hunt. I think that's about it. So far, so far, I think. But anyways, what is American culture? Y'all let me know what y'all think it is. Hit me up. Um, over on the Facebook page, check it out on the fucking Twitter, uh, whatever the fuck. I don't know what it is. Go check out on thegunline.com. There's links to all that shit there. All right. With that said, rounds complete and the mission. Gunline out, y'all. Bye, motherfuckers. <laughs>